Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Season two of Freelance to Founder is brought to you by Andco. At Andco, they pair you with a real-life human being and a cutting-edge app to help you start, manage, and scale your freelance business. To learn more and try Andco free today, visit and.co. That's A-N-D dot C-O. Season two is also supported by Audioblocks. We use Audioblocks to find unique, quality music for the stories we tell on Freelance to Founder. And now you can get access to their library of over 130,000 sound clips for just 99 bucks per year by visiting audioblocks.com slash founders. That's audioblocks.com slash founders with an S. Now enjoy this episode of Freelance to Founder, brought to you by Milo. And I started doing more and more uh, calligraphy on my own. I started an Instagram account because I knew that I wanted to post pictures of my work, but I didn't want to annoy all my regular friends on my personal Instagram. So uh, yeah, I made an Instagram account and I started posting my work and it just kind of went crazy after that. For Milo, I'm Brandon Hull, and this is Freelance to Founder. That voice you heard was Becca Cordes of the Happy Ever Crafter. About a year ago, she was perfectly fine with her role as a project manager at a construction company in Ottawa, Canada. But on the side, she did a little modern calligraphy, having just recently attended a workshop with friends. Today, she's an entrepreneur who's lent her skills to weddings and proms and other big events, mentored local students, unleashed a global audience through her first digital product, and she's now gearing up for, well, let's call it her first world tour to teach calligraphy. That sound you heard in the background, that's raw audio footage there, ripped straight from her dual-tip brush pens doing their thing across paper as she applied an ombre effect. For a lot of freelancers, success comes gradually as they earn more and more clients before finally going full-time. For others, like Becca, success comes quickly and it forces you to make some career decisions that are tough. How did it all start for Becca? You're about to find out. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's going to want to take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to Hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and 
promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com promo code FREELANCE or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Most of my life, I was not creative at all. <laughs> I uh, I always kind of was more into sports. <laughs> I grew up with uh, I grew up with two older brothers, and um, I of course I'm Canadian, so I started playing hockey as soon as I could walk, basically. And uh, I always played with the boys, so I was always more sporty, less less artsy. Um, and it wasn't until probably the senior year of high school for me that I actually finally took an art course. Um, I had never taken any art previous to that, and uh, I only took it because it was a prerequisite to get into architecture, which is what I wanted to do. Um, and when I took that class, it turned out I was surprisingly good at art, so I actually ended up switching from wanting to take architecture to deciding to take design. Um, which has a lot of similarities to architecture, but had a little more emphasis on the creativity versus the math and the science, because I really sucked at math and science. <laughs> so uh, it was a good switch for me, and I um, I took a couple more art classes, and actually in that one art class I took in high school, I remember taking calligraphy, but it was uh, like the old school style of calligraphy. Um, it was a totally different technique than what I do now, but I remember really, really loving it, and I actually ended up making everybody's prom invites by hand and I just got really obsessed with it. Obsessed maybe, but unable to do anything with it at the time. Life center in, in a different direction like it does with most of us. Becca finished high school and university then headed out into the business world, sans calligraphy for a few years. That is until... I started doing uh, project management for construction, which is totally not creative. I was doing a lot of contracts and working with uh, contractors and drawing plans and everything like that, which I really, really liked, but I, it was lacking in that creativity. Um, so I had seen a bunch of calligraphy coming up and getting more and more popular on social media. It was all over Instagram. Um, and I thought that's something that I would love to do because I remembered liking it in high school. And uh, so I found a lady in Ottawa, which is where I am, who teaches it just out of her house. And I gathered up a couple friends and we went and took this three-hour workshop one night and I just got completely obsessed with it. I remember even like going home and dreaming about it that night. And like I remember not being able to sleep well because I was dreaming about it and I just wanted to wake up and keep doing it. Well, sometimes dreams come true. All right, so listen up to this next part because while continuing her story, 
Becca nonchalantly reveals two important tactics that she employed, even though she didn't do it strategically at the time. At the risk of sounding like an upworthy headline, let me just tell you that what happened next was incredible. She turned to social media so her artwork had a more permanent home, and things got interesting really fast. After I took that course and I started doing more and more uh, calligraphy on my own, I started an Instagram account because I knew that I wanted to post pictures of my work, but I didn't want to annoy all my regular friends on my personal Instagram. So uh, yeah, I made an Instagram account and I started posting my work and it just kind of went crazy after that. Um, I just started using the Instagram hashtags and everything and people started finding me and following me and then um, it just grew and I I uh, actually got contacted by the teacher who taught me and she asked me to start teaching with her. So it started, the first class I ever taught was actually alongside Joanne, the lady who taught me. Um, and so we did a private class, I think it was for about eight ladies. And, um, and after that class, she kind of said to me, you know, you could be teaching these on your own. So I started doing them on my own and that's actually when I made my website too. I didn't have anything like that up and running, but I needed a way to take um, reservations or whatever you want to call them. Um, so I set up a website and I started taking those and then I did some workshops and I was always doing them like six or eight people at a time. I started doing them out of my house at first um, and then they just kept getting bigger and bigger and eventually I found a, a space, a local space in Ottawa to run them out of and uh, I still do probably one or two a month of those and they sell out regularly. So did it as a hobby and it just kept growing and growing naturally. So things started to take off on social media. I was getting a steady stream of clients, um, but I, where the most income was coming from was those workshops. So although it was a lot of prep work to get them up and running, um, once I had them up and running, it was pretty easy to make a consistent income with those. Um, and although I really liked doing client work, it was just, I was realizing that that meant kind of trading dollars for hours. Um, and I, I love doing it, but it was just, it meant that if I wanted to do that full time, I would be working hours and hours and not necessarily matching the income that I had at my day job. So um, I really started focusing more on teaching. And then um, even then, like the, I live in Ottawa, it's the capital, but it's not huge. And there's only so many people that want to take a beginner calligraphy workshop. Um, I actually started thinking about how I could do it online. And because I had such a good Instagram following, I already had people asking me to do online stuff because they saw me posting pictures of my in-person workshops and they were all over the world and couldn't participate, obviously. So I um, started thinking about how I could do that online. And that's when things really took off. Um, I started creating online workbooks for people. So it's just a digital product and people um, purchase it and then print it themselves and work on it through there. And I add a little YouTube video, um, super amateur video that goes with it. Um, and that's, it just went crazy after that. You know, on one hand, I want to say that you could very well follow her example step by step as an artist to see the same success. On the other hand, Becca is really talented, and she worked tirelessly on her craft. Either way, within six months of taking her class, Becca had already consumed her evenings and weekends teaching classes and creating that first digital product. She was killing it. 
In fact, she was doing well enough that it was time to consider going pro. So as soon as that took off, I realized that things were going to get a bit more serious. And like I said, I wasn't planning on leaving that day job when I started learning calligraphy, but I totally fell in love with it. And I had to make a choice at that point because I was, like you said, I was working my evenings, weekends, and obviously mornings too. Um, And I was just burning myself out. So that's when I realized I had to make the choice. and, And it was scary, but also awesome. At the beginning, I thought, okay, if I can match my salary, I'll be comfortable enough to quit my job and do this full time. And then I matched my salary and exceeded it. And it was almost like harder for me to make that decision because I thought, okay, well, now I have so much money. I got to do something amazing with it. Like I, I didn't really know. I didn't really expect that and I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. It almost made it harder for me to leave my job because I thought, well, I could use that money to travel the world or I could use that money to do something else so I should stay at my job and, you know, act normal until I decide what I want to do. So my first workbook went on sale in January this year, so 2017, and um, it was only about a month ago now that I have been full-time on this, so probably three or four months made me actually really step back and realize that I should do this full time and make the actual leap. Um, But I would say probably two months after my first workbook went on sale, I started talking to my boss uh, at my day job and explaining to him that this was a real possibility. So I was helping them kind of make plans for what to do when and if that happened. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Which was hard because I really loved the people that I worked with and I loved what I was doing, but yeah, it was just too much all at once, so. Like I said, I started as a hobby and I never expected that to happen and so it, it, it was shocking how fast it, it took off and I get I get people commenting on that all the time. It's hard for me now because everybody I know that I see has a specific skill. What a source of motivation for freelance to founder listeners. Becca made her first digital income in January 2017. By May of the same year, she was already a founder with virtual assistants and her boyfriend on the cusp of becoming employee number two as they embark on a teaching trip internationally. It's been a whirlwind. For the more casual observer of Becca's Instagram account, you might think she's got a talent that she occasionally teaches people about. Through that channel, which has over 75,000 followers, and in person, she's pretty low-key with how she promotes her business. Season 2 of Freelance to Founder is brought to you by Andco. At Andco, they pair you with a real-life human being and a cutting-edge app to help you start, manage, and scale your freelance business. With Andco, you can create contracts, send invoices, track time, manage your expenses, and get paid online quickly and simply just by connecting your bank account. The best part of Andco is getting paired with the chief operator, a real human being who's there to help whenever you have questions about your freelance business. To learn more and try Andco free today, visit and.co. That's A-N-D dot C-O. Season 2 is also sponsored by Audioblocks. We use Audioblocks to find unique, quality music for the stories we tell on Freelance to Founder. 
and now you can get access to their library of over 130,000 sound clips for just 99 bucks per year. Plus, they'll throw in access to their very popular stock video site, Videoblocks, absolutely free. It's all part of their creator-to-creator -creator offer, going on right now for a limited time. To grab this offer before it's gone, visit audioblocks.com founders. That's audioblocks.com founders with an S. Now, enjoy the rest of this episode of Freelance to Founder. With a few of our founders this season, we had stories of entrepreneurial pursuits with their parents. So you can see how our founders might have had it in their DNA to do something on their own and ignore the regular paycheck. How about Becca? It's kind of funny because both of my parents are in IT. But hold the phone there now, you little whippersnapper. Her parents weren't only about technology. They were, when I was younger, they were not in the creative world at all. Um, but as I grew up, my dad also was into a lot of hobbies. He was our hockey coach, but he also was into woodworking. He had a whole woodworking um, studio in our garage, and he was big into cooking. Pretty much any hobby you can name, he's tried. And at one point, I remember him having um, a stint with watercolor painting and drawing, and I always wanted to steal his fancy markers and paints and stuff, which is funny now looking back, because he didn't really know what he was doing, but he was just playing with them, and, it, and I would sit down and play with him every once in a while, but I never thought much of it. Um, and so he was that kind of creative, just for fun, hobby kind of stuff. And uh, my mom was, she was always into decorating and that kind of thing, but um, when we were young, she was, and she's got a whole art studio and she's got her paintings and a bunch of galleries and stuff, so it's like a whole second career for her. See, it often seems to come back to your upbringing. Have you asked your parents or grandparents about what occupied their mind or their downtime or what hobbies they had while growing up? All right, let's get back to some juicy takeaways from Becca's founder story. We've established that she had a lot of success locally with clients and workshops and that first digital product launch. But just in case your head is spinning, let's review what she specifically did to go from teaching local workshops to becoming a more digital entrepreneur. In November, I announced that I was going to be making this workbook package, essentially, um, and that I was going to do a free challenge for 30 days. So it was going to start in December, and I was going to do a daily thing, and anybody who signed up would get daily um, instructions from me on how to do the very basics of calligraphy. So what we call the basic strokes, which in calligraphy you learn a series of strokes, and then when you put them together, they turn into your alphabet. So I wasn't teaching calligraphy, I wasn't teaching the alphabet, I was just teaching these basic strokes, but for 30 days people could learn from me directly and become kind of part of my community. So I started gathering emails onto my email list and that was interestingly enough the first time I had ever started an email list, which I regret, and we'll get into that later. But um, So I started building that and then I just had the idea to make a Facebook group for it too, so it turned into this little community. And uh, all of December I spent just building that and getting more people in, more people in and giving people all this free value and getting them to get to know me and we were just having fun in the, in the Facebook group and I was just helping people. And then uh, January 1st everybody knew that that's when the workbook would launch and because we had been going through all this free content for a month or almost two months, 
Um, people knew me, they knew they would want the book because it was going to be the same quality as the worksheets that I was giving them for free. And as soon as I opened it up, it just went crazy. Ah, uh, the beloved email list. The freelancer's best friend. Becca may have gotten that started later than she wanted, but it was crucial to launching successfully on January 1st like she did. Anyone can create a product, theoretically, but to have it take hold immediately, that's a whole different thing. And that success led to Becca's first hire. Tens of thousands of new email subscribers meant she needed a way to stay on top of her communications. At first, I, like most entrepreneurs, I was definitely on a budget, and I was trying to do absolutely everything myself. Um, and I managed doing that for a while. I built my own website. I managed my email list. I did everything. But when things started to take off, and like we talked about, they took off really quickly, um, I needed some more powerful capabilities in different areas. And I <clears throat> learned pretty quickly that outsourcing to experts was definitely worth my money. Anything that I needed time to learn before I could actually implement it, I didn't have time for. So I started outsourcing anything that I didn't know. After I had done the first launch and I realized that I needed a better system, I hired someone to work with me on getting my mailing list switched over to ConvertKit, which has been better, but had I tried to do that by myself, it would have been a nightmare. So I had definitely um, lucked out with the right person to help me with that job. So what's next for Becca to enable world domination? That's the natural question, right? I mean, she's doing great locally and clearly has a global following. And most new founders who have early success start thinking about what more they can do. They need to put the right systems in place, though, to handle faster growth, as well as have the right strategy in place. Here's how Becca is addressing that. I have been trying to figure out some sort of um, schedule for myself on how I'm going to start doing more content marketing. So I want to do a lot of tutorials and kind of grow that audience because as it stands right now, the people who are buying my workbooks are people who have been with me since day one. So my goal is to start actually building more of a funnel and getting people, new people, new traffic into that funnel and to get the same experience that this, the people who started with me at the beginning had. In the beginning, probably like most creative entrepreneurs or freelancers, kind of taking on any and every job I could have possibly gotten um, just because I was trying to make money doing it and I thought I would run out of clients if I didn't, if I wasn't selective or if I was selective, sorry. Um, so I think I probably would have tried to pinpoint those things quicker and say no selectively. I've realized the power of saying no to things and freeing up that time for myself, even if it's just to relax. There's a huge opportunity for me. And it's interesting that you ask if the world is a small place because actually in um, October, my boyfriend and I are packing up our house into storage and I'm going traveling for six months to meet all these people who have been doing my workbook. So that's, that's a whole new thing for me also. So I'm still trying to figure out how that's going to work business-wise. I think it's going to be more of a an advertising thing. I'll do some meetups and get to know all these people. But uh, yeah, that, that'll be... Uh, it's so interesting. I, I don't really know where that's going to go yet. So it's been kind of the same group of people moving through all of these workbooks with me. So they know me, they trust me. Um, and the quality of the content that I'm giving them is as good as I possibly can because because I know that the more those people are part of my community and, and trust me, the, the better it'll be for all of us, really. So 
For our final takeaway, we're going to go back to the beginning. Remember Becca's calligraphy teacher, the one who scooped her in to team teach with her and encouraged her to go out on her own? That lesson was not lost on Becca. Been happy that I realized it early on, and that is community over competition, um, especially in creative businesses. It's a big, it's the idea that a rising tide floats all boats rather than all of us competing against each other. Um, and I've, it started when, of course, the lady who taught me calligraphy encouraged me to start teaching calligraphy and essentially become her competitor. And that's the story of Becca Cordes of Happily Ever Crafter. We'll be back next episode with Phil Gerbishak of Vengresso. Remember, you can subscribe to our show through your favorite podcast listening app and by visiting us at freelancetofounder.com. If you enjoyed this story, I hope you'll do one more thing. Will you head over to iTunes and leave a review? Ratings and reviews are the way other freelancers find the show on iTunes, and we'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening. For Millo, I'm Brandon Hull. Join us next time.